Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So if you're one of those people who have to deal with embarrassing sweat just about any time you get into a public situation or you're, you know, outside, especially what is the temperature in in Dallas, Stu, this week? Is it, it was, still like 110? Yeah, it was over. A, it was over 100 yesterday for sure. 108 was a, my car said it was 108. So oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it was hot. Makes you want to jump into a hole and just disappear. And um and then you don't really have any confidence because you're sweating so much, sweating through your shirt. May I suggest Sweat Block? It is the best sweat protection protocol on the market, and they are magic wipes. I mean, they are amazing. You apply them once, it'll keep you sweat free for days. They last about a week for me, and I- I'm telling you, it, it is. It's just a totally different way of dealing with, you know, deodorant and antiperspirant. If you haven't tried Sweat Block yet, this message is for you. Get improved confidence with a discount. Use the promo code BECK, sweatblock.com, save 20%. Sweatblock.com. America. Yesterday, one of the candidates, Vivek Ramaswamy, released his judicial appointments and uh, his hand-picked Supreme Court appointments and federal courts of appeal. Uh, and it's pretty great, if I might say. Uh, also, the New York Times has come out with a story on Donald Trump where he's just going to take all the power of the presidency and he's going to steamroll over everybody. Okay, I don't think so, but I don't honestly even begin to understand their reporting. It is so convoluted, I have absolutely no idea what he's planning. So we'll get into that as well as we talk a little politics on the Glenn Beck program. 60 seconds, we begin. First, let me tell you about preborn. One of these days, maybe in our lifetimes, it is possible you'll see the abolition of abortion. The history books of the future will write about this generational trauma, the breakdown of families, the destruction of basic morality, and how one day it came to an end. You want to be a part of that? You want to be a part of fighting for the life of children and the lives and well-being of mothers. Preborn. Preborn is an exceptional organization. They provide free ultrasounds and postnatal help 
for up to two years. They're helping move the needle tremendously. They are actually in the high-density areas where most abortions happen, and they offer moms a choice, a real choice. First, they give them a free ultrasound paid for by people like you and me. They see the baby. They're much more likely to choose life, like 80% more likely to choose life if they see and hear the baby. The second thing is, is they care about these women because a lot of them come in and they don't think that they have a choice. They do have a choice. They just need some backup help. This is the other part of preborn that I just love. They take care of the mom and child for up to two years. One ultrasound, $28. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can find out all about it and donate at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. So, uh, Ramaswamy, by the way, let me, let me start here because uh, the Washington Examiner um, ranked all of the candidates that were in Iowa with us, and I think they rated them exactly the same we did. They said, Tim Scott, unfortunately for Scott, the interview with Carlson highlighted the South Carolina senator's least appealing side, his tendency to joke his way out of difficult situations. He had some non-answers. Um, and that really didn't go well for him, but they didn't, they didn't think he was, they didn't think he destroyed himself where Asa Hutchinson, a mess, Mike Pence, another mess, Nikki Haley. I think they had the same, same exact, uh, you know, a uh, view on her. Tucker Carlson went easy on her. He chose not to go after Haley in the way he went after Hutchinson and Pence and didn't press her on some issues such as Ukraine. It allowed Haley to do things such as go off on a crowd pleasing and plausible reading of the White House cocaine situation. Um, then Vivek, the youngest, 37, the youngest candidate with no governmental experience. Ramaswamy has made real inroads in the GOP race. Then Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, was the last candidate to, to appear, and he was the best. I think that's exactly the way we rated all of the candidates. And this, this is from the Washington Examiner. Yeah, I think that's a fair rating. I think just pure performance-wise, I had Ramaswamy slightly ahead of DeSantis. I think, you know, there's a difference between those two candidates in that, you know, Ramaswamy has a lot more to gain, right? People don't really know. It's He's kind of the first time, uh, it's sort of the first time that a lot of people have ever seen him uh, speak. So I think he had a more to gain there. Um, obviously, yeah. the, the profile of DeSantis is a, is a lot more consistent with someone who could actually win the nomination, where Ramaswamy is... You're not sure yet. Yeah, I think, you know, if you think about this, this the way this race has kind of spread out so far, you have obviously Trump at number one and DeSantis at number two, and then you have a huge group of people that you expect at some point someone's going to have a moment. If you think about the Pete Buttigieg run in 2020, like it's a it's a parallel that you could see Ramaswamy potentially hitting, right? Where he's a really, you know, it's, he's a good communicator. Can he get to 13, 14, 15% in these polls? I think it's possible. Yeah. I think that's, that's I do legitimately too. possible. And that's about what, what Buttigieg did. I'm hoping that he is a vice presidential candidate. Um, and, you know, I said earlier, I think that 
Ramaswamy will be the candidate that Donald Trump chooses. I have no idea because Trump could choose anyone uh, and uh, and uh, and blow this all to hell. But uh, <laughs> Ramaswamy is the kind of guy that is a out of the box thinker. I think he would be deferential to Trump. Um, the only problem is, is that Donald Trump might think that he w- might be overshadowed, shadowed by v- Ramaswamy, but I don't think Ramaswamy would, would do that. Uh, I think he would play a role, but he would be a very good advisor to Trump. So yesterday, Ramaswamy, uh, released a list of people he would consider nominating to the Supreme court. If he were elected president, two of the candidates, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee, and I wish those were the only ones on his list um, because I'd like to see both of those guys on the Supreme Court. And the next president could nominate, be responsible for two other justices on the Supreme Court, and one of them might be a replacement for Clarence Thomas. And if he's not replaced by a Mike Lee or a Ted Cruz, we're in trouble. We need somebody who reads the Constitution as it was written. Um, I, I personally, even if we had control of the Senate, I would lose control of the Senate for those two. If they were both put onto the Supreme Court, I wouldn't care if we lost the Senate. Those two would be so important. Yeah, two seats of the Supreme Court, I think, would outweigh a you know a couple of years of Senate control. Uh, I would agree with you on that for sure. Yeah, especially with the Republican yeah. president. Um, though, I mean, there are other good judges you could go to, I mean, I, but Mike Lee, I mean, Mike Lee would be fantastic on the Supreme Court. He, Mike Lee know. is, he is Mr. Supreme Court. And he's, he's, I don't mean this in a bad way, because I love him. And he's very funny in person. He is really yeah. very funny in person. But he's, he's boring enough to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, there's, you're never going to see like, Ah, Mike Lee swinging, you know, with the transvestite. It doesn't happen with Mike Lee. No, I, there's <laughs> never going to be a scandal with Mike Lee. I, just, I, I would agree. He'll just, his scandal will be, well, I, I read both sides and I read the Constitution and I think I have to side with we the people. That's as exciting as it'll ever get. Yeah. And to me... That's the Super Bowl of excitement that I want from Mike Lee. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I want to return to some boring politics every once in a while. Um, I like the I think I like, though, the new thing with candidates yes. letting their Supreme Court picks out in advance. I, I like it. I mean, Trump it was the trailblazer here, uh, mainly because people yep. didn't trust him on this stuff. And he right. he put this out. Now, of course, he did wind up picking two of his three justices that were not on his initial list, which I I, didn't uh, like that. I don't like that. But still, uh, he did. The first one was on the list, and that's essentially all he really promised. And, you know, I think you have the three uh, Kavanaugh still a little, you know, uh, not so warm about. But the other two I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay with. I think he did a pretty good job there. And certainly, like, regardless of how these these justices turn out, the fact that they got Roe versus Wade overturned is so monumental that it's hard yeah, to monumental. ever be critical of this. And I like the idea of, like, these candidates coming out and saying, here, I'm going to stand, I'm going to, this is a statement of principles. And they talk about a budget is essentially a statement of your principles, right? Where you really want to spend your money shows what you actually care about. This falls yeah. in that same category. And I, I wish they all would do this. I think that would be a really positive thing going forward 
I think there's a change coming, though. I really do. I think we are on, if it's not this election, it will be the next election where we are going to have a generational change. And, uh, you know, assuming that we have a country or another election, uh, I, I think we'll finally get these damn hippies out of power. <laughs> okay, Archie. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there's another thing that he said yesterday, and I love this. Um, he said, uh, Biden's top focus appeared to be on diversity and race and gender. While I drew from diverse experiences, current and former federal judges and former solicitor general two U.S. senators, my sole criteria was to select candidates with an unwavering commitment to an originalist understanding of the U.S. Constitution, who also understand the unique threats to liberty in the 21st century, including lurking state action. Our courts remain the last line of defense against the overreach and weaponization of government as president i will appoint judges who will protect the integrity of our constitutional republic i love that he also said uh that he was signing the women for america's legislative action committee's presidential promise to american women have you even heard of that i looked it up today and i read it i love this as president of the united states i promise to uphold the truth that women are exclusively female only women can get pregnant and bear children only women can be mothers under my administration the status and dignity of women and girls will not be compromised in law or policy there are two sexes if you have xx chromosomes you're a woman if you have xy chromosomes you're a man period gender dysphoria is a mental health disorder affirming kids confusion isn't compassion it's cruelty and that's the truth that's what he tweeted out yesterday donald trump has also signed this can you imagine reading this to someone five years ago they would think you were nuts like it's like it's every single statement in that is blatantly obvious full stop stew we had uh, a proclamation for the family that was uh, released by my church in the 1990s. And it was insane. We all looked at it and went, what? The, I mean, what are they thinking? What? What? And it specifically talked about the roles of men and women and gender and that gender is ordained by God. And there is no changing of gender. All of this stuff. And we're like, what are they even thinking <laughs> yeah. in 1995 they did that mm. now it's kind of like huh that seems pretty smart almost prophetic yeah well, yeah if I, not prophetic they saw that coming for I sure mean, y- yeah it and, i mean so you, mm. you look at just five years ago eight years ago and that's what i really i would really like you to talk to your friends who are lost in this and just say Look, we know each other. No offense. I am not trying to change your mind. I want you to change my mind. Tell me the new information that you received. Because I know you 10 years ago, you would have said, that's not true. So let's follow the science here. What new information did you receive about how this affects children? um the suicide rate anything tell me the scientific evidence that has changed your mind they won't be able to do it so wait so so if the science is on the other side 
why did you change your mind? And what's happened? Because you are a total, you're in a completely different in, in position and a position that you would have said 10 years ago was the position of someone who was nuts. How did you get there? I think uh, you're totally right. And you know what the answer, of course, is it's like, I don't know, Twitter politics. I, I, I yeah. don't you know, it's something it's something outside of science and reality. And like, I almost feel uncomfortable calling this science. It's it's like these truths will be held as self, these are, are self-evident truths. Right. This isn't even you don't even have to go to science. We all know this inherently to be true. Um, you know, uh, right, but I'm 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 only using that, sci- you know, no, no, tell me scientifically yeah. mm-hmm. because of an argument. I, I don't want to get into your feelings and everything else. Tell me. Let's follow the science. Let's follow the science. Yet this argument is entirely feelings. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with science. Yep. You know, this is a uh, um, what's her face? Uh, Rachel Levine. Uh, the uh, very high ranking official in our government who is transgender talking about uh, about this, talking about how children should have sec- access to sex reassignment services. And, and uh, Rachel says, quote, adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. OK, yeah, that's true. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? There's no such thing as the wrong puberty. That's not a that's not a thing. What you're talking about is not an actual thing. There's no wrong puberty. That's not that's not a thing. But then uh, Rachel I, goes on to say, "What if it, you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty?" And of course, the answer to that question, disorder. right? The answer to that question is your feelings are wrong. Your feelings are incorrect. That. He's talking about a child here. This does not mean the child is a bad person, but lots of people have feelings that do not align with reality. And so the correction to that is to correct the feelings, not to correct the body to match your incorrect vibe. If you feel that you are a man, we don't correct the body to make you feel that way. We instead work on you and your feelings so that you actually uh, recognize reality because that's kind of important in our society, Glenn. Well, first of all, um, when you said you know this is not a thing, you're talking about Rachel Levine. He does has no idea. He, I mean, he's denying things are not a thing. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, what I'm saying yes. a lot. Anyway, um, the the other thing on that is, and it is a thing. If you take your argument and you take it to Canada, oh. Things change a lot, and I'll explain in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Goldline. They have a great article in their weekly news section this week. Their um, their Week in Review email also uh, sent it out. It's the American banking landscape is on the cusp of a seismic shift. Expect more pain to come. If you haven't subscribed to their free newsletter and market updates, you should. Call them and ask them how. In the article, they suggest that bank failures may not be over. Huh. And by the time they're done, half of the country's banks will likely be swallowed up by bigger banks. Here's an idea. Maybe it's time for you to take charge of what you put in the bank. Have you uh, learned at all about precious metals, gold or silver? Gold or silver, before the bank goes the way of the dinosaur, gold and silver were there just after the time of the dinosaur as a storage of wealth. 
It beats inflation, currency collapse, and everything else. Goldline has a special this week on their quarter-ounce gold Mayflower coins. With every 20 of the quarter-ounce gold Mayflower coins acquired, you're going to receive, at no additional charge, 251-ounce copper rounds. Don't call. It's your free buyer's guide. Learn and uh, find out if it is right for your family. I know it is for mine. The only people I trust, Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now or go to goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So Stu just said, you know, if you're a child and you have feelings, we don't change your body to match the feelings. We change the feelings or work through the feelings. Okay. That's not what society is going towards. And it's not just transgenderism. Transgenderism it's compassionate now. If you feel like you're in the wrong body, we'll adapt to that. The only reason why we haven't started cutting limbs off of besides sex organs is because they haven't made the case thoroughly for it yet and got enough bleeding hearts to go along with it. But the next thing will be I am in a perfectly healthy body, but I see myself as disabled. That will come. But a bigger thing has already happened in Canada. If you are a teenager, and you are depressed, you are feeling that life isn't worth living. They now in Canada will give you the drugs so you can commit suicide. What is the difference between that? I'm in the wrong body. And so please cut off my organs and mutilate me. Or I don't feel my life is worth it. So will you please kill me? We used to think that life, all life, was worth it. We used to think that there were things that were black and white, gender being one of them. And if you felt differently, then we would work with you to try to, I'm sorry, but it's a, it's a mental disorder. It is a mental disorder. And the same thing with suicidal thoughts. It's a mental disorder. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean we lock you up in an institution. It means we look to help you sort through your feelings. Because your feelings are not real. They may feel like they're real, but they're not reality. They are They have been completely removed. You are going through something that it could be chemical, could just be psychological, but you're going through something that isn't real. Life is worth living, and gender is specific and eternal. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Sponsor, this half hour is Relief Factor. I want to tell you about a remarkable woman named Diane and her experience with Relief Factor. Diane is now 80, and her daily exercise regimen is incredible. She not only works out seven days a week, but she rides a stationary bike 10 miles every day after that. Then she uh, rides the bike, and then she gets off with her two artificial knees, a rebuilt right ankle, and a crushed vertebrae. Diane's one of those people who 
really make me look bad. And she's 80. And I don't like it, Diane. I don't. But she's in a fair amount of pain or was pain throughout her body. That was before she had relief factor. Now Diane goes through her day with all over body relief. Makes it easier for her to shame people like me. Anyway, if you'd like to get out of pain, try relief factor now. Try the three-week trial pack. See if it works for you. 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. 1995 three-week quick start. Try it now. Relieffactor.com. Head over to blazemediasummit.com. If you use the code SUMMIT, you'll save 30 bucks off your one-year subscription to Blaze TV. I, uh, I think I'm going to push the Trump story from the New York Times to tomorrow. I, I mean, I have no idea what it even means, but I kind of want to set it up for the day for tomorrow with that. I watched a commercial today that it was for a loan agency, and it said uh, Ronald had eight roommates, and they knew that that was just too much in their life. So they went to, you know, House of Loans and they started saving their money and they started working on their credit score with, you know, House of Loans. And now they have their own space. And it showed Ronald just walking into his house all by himself. And I went, wait, who is they? I know there were eight people involved. Is Ronald a schizophrenic or what, what, what is happening here? Uh, I don't understand. And what it was, was just, again, going with people's feelings. You know, feelings are really, really important. I just had my children have really dark feelings, but I didn't just go with their feelings and say, you know what? Maybe life isn't worth living because I know that feeling is a lie. It's a lie, period. So feelings aren't always true. And as adults and thinking members, when somebody is feeling something, we don't say as they're crying, he broke up with me and I'll never, ever date anybody ever again. You know what, sweetheart? I think you're right. That was the last man. It's the last man standing. You know, you'll never, you're going to be alone the rest of your, we don't do that. When our child falls down and hits their head, you know, uh, and they, and you know, it wasn't a bad fall, but they look at you and they go, uh, if you go with that feeling, oh my gosh, they're crying. But if you go, who, who fell down, went boom. Usually that feeling goes away. Why are we encouraging feelings that are not good for humanity? <clears throat> oh, no. Seriously. Oh, you're a woman? Yeah. Uh, well, every other indication is, let me check your chromosome. Yep, you are a man. Uh, but your feelings override science. No, they really don't. And I think this came from <clears throat> our place of compassion. We all feel like... We just want to do the right thing by people. <clears throat> I don't, I feel bad for Bruce Jenner. 
I don't I don't wish him any ill. I nothing. Bruce Jenner was a hero of my generation. Growing up, he was on my Wheaties box. And when I found out that he was feeling this way his whole life, it killed me. I thought of my hero all those years putting on a happy face and feeling as though it wasn't him and feeling as though we'd all attack him <laughs> if he was him. So he becomes a woman. Well, no, he decides he is a woman. That doesn't make him a woman. That means he's deciding to finish out his life as a woman. But that doesn't change the science or the facts. If he goes into the hospital <clears throat> and he's got cancer in his butt, I'm going to say it's most likely colon cancer because she's a dude. I'm not going to say, oh, it can't be cancer in, your, in his butt because, well, you know, that colon cancer, that's so, it uh, just doesn't happen in women, really. Have you checked his breasts? No. Facts play a role, and they must play a role. Otherwise, we go down crazy, uh, crazy roads. For instance, I do believe, and I believe this sincerely. I mean, I, my feelings are deep. My feelings of anger, my feelings of betrayal, um, my feelings of really, and I hate to use this word, but I want justice. Vengeance is really what I'm after, but I won't. I just want justice. I would like to see Stu in prison for the killing of my sisters. Wait. Now, the facts are both of my sisters are alive. You could call them today. Stu has not had a motive or an opportunity. Your sisters are delightful. Um, but you killed them. No, my feel, I feel as though you killed my sisters. Mm. And if we're going to go on a society based on feeling and not on facts, Stu, I really would like to see you receive the death penalty. Because but my I feeling didn't, is didn't do it. you killed my sisters. In my head and in my heart, I know you did. Well, you don't know you did, but you feel I did. What is the difference between, <laughs> and this is my reality. This is, if I, how, how dare you deny what I feel? And, you know, Glenn, it's like this sounds like an absurd Crazy. example, right? Like you, you, just because you say you feel something, you feel, it, your feelings are affected. I should, <laughs> certainly shouldn't go to prison, but uh, this just happens, this conversation happens to be occurring on a day where a new poll was released that I think it's something like what thirty percent of millennials say that you if you misgender someone it should be a crime. So what is the misgender? So what is just the crime? Did, of, wait, yeah. hang on. Huh. I just did with Bruce Jenner. I dead named him mm -hmm. and then misgendered him. Mis mm -hmm. Right, misgendered him. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't. The facts will show, and I think Caitlyn Jenner would agree. He is still a man. He is living his life as Caitlyn Jenner, and he believes that. He wants to do that, but he's not going to force me 
to believe what he believes. And science is on my side. So would I go to prison for what I just did? Right. 30% of millennials say yes. Right. And that's the thing is the only thing that could possibly be affected by you misgendering someone is that person's feelings. Their feelings might be hurt. You know, that's possibly true. They might really not like that. And that's something that is important to them. As an individual, their feelings are important to them. They are not important to the rest of society. Feelings are something that is important to an individual, maybe the family around them, maybe the people dealing with them on a daily basis. Those feelings might be vitally important, but they are not important as a basis of policy. They are not important to the civilization. They are not important to science. But Your feelings are not if, important to science. They are not part of it. If, if you feel, if you feel that any of the stuff that we just said is crazy town, well, no, that doesn't happen. Let's look at President Biden. His feelings are, whether he believes them or not, his feelings are that his son is a good man, that his son was not involved in any of these things. Never done anything wrong. That his feelings are he's never done anything wrong. His feelings are they're only coming after my son because of who I am. There's just they're trying to get me. Those are his feelings. Let's say he actually believes all of those things. Why do we feel there's no justice in America? Because his feelings are being taken uh, to be more important than the obvious and provable facts. So when I say Stu should go to jail because I feel he he killed my sisters, What's the difference between him actually killing my sisters and me saying, no, I know, Stu, I feel he's a really good man and he should. You're only doing this to get to me. You're only doing this to bring down my show. And I know it. Even if I know all of the facts that Stu's standing there with a bloody knife. If society takes my feelings and ranks them higher for any reason, because we want to be compassionate or because you like me or you want me to stay on the air or you want Joe Biden to be president, you're living in an insane asylum. Mm. Yes, 100 percent. And I, I, we've all we're all living in an insane asylum right now. Let me give you, let me give you this. Go. This is from The Washington Post talking about body dysmorphic disorder called bdd this is how they describe it it is a mental health condition it is defined as an obsession with a perceived flaw in physical appearance one that is usually imperceptible to others it shares similarities with obsessive compulsive disorder and can cause severe distress to those who who deal with it let me give you a quote this is from someone suffering from it i have body dysmorphia i don't ever see myself the other way people see me there's never a point in my life where i've loved my body who said this? This was said by Megan Fox in a interview promoting her cover on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. She cannot see herself as attractive. Now, Megan Fox, by anybody's estimation, is a very good-looking person. She cannot see herself this way. We do not go to Megan Fox and tell, you, tell her, you know what, you're right. Your feelings are correct. You're an ugly beast. 
I'm so sorry for the things. Wow, you are hideous. Get out of my face. What we do, do we, but, is understand. We, we don't wait. call her names. We don't say she's the worst person in the world. We say, we understand how you feel. Here's why you're wrong. And we give her therapy and treatment to try to convince her that the crazy things she believes about her ugliness are incorrect. We do not go to her and, so, and, and uh, fulfill her wild emotions, dreams, feelings about her ugliness. That would be insane. And that's what we're doing with people with the transgendered issues. And what is, what is the difference between somebody with anorexia who sees themselves as a fat person mm-hmm. and they are Karen Carpenter skin and bones? Only reason why we don't go to them and say, you know what? You are right, fat fatty. We don't do that because anorexia happens with women and has been so long talked about. And and uh, and we've tried to change the viewpoint of women and their bodies. But we do the exact opposite with women who are fat like Lizzo. And I speak as a fat man. If I don't get my fatness under control, I will die. It is it's not an opinion. I do feel that way, but the reason why I feel that way is I have scientific fact to back it up. And what we're doing is the exact opposite. We we look at an anorexic person and we say, "Hey, you, you have a problem with the way you're seeing your body. And yet we look at Lizzo saying, hey, fat is beautiful and healthy and you got to try. And we condone it because we don't want to hurt her feelings or we want to condone her feelings. Or quite honestly, we are so anti-human, we don't mind people dying. Either way, you're living in an insane asylum. Back in just a second. Even though the Fed paused their uh, continuing rate hikes back in June, Jerome Powell still indicated there might be another rate hike maybe this month. That's going to make your credit cards and everything that you want to buy more expensive. you got to get out from underneath your high interest debts. If you're on an adjustable mortgage, if you are on a, uh, on a uh, credit card, Everything that you owe, if you're only paying the basic because the interest rate is now 20%, could be 22%, uh, you're, you're, gonna, you're never going to pay that off. It'll take you years to pay that off. Have you considered a mortgage refi? You can consolidate that credit card debt into some, something that is much lower interest, like 5%. Instead of 20%, plus you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free. There's no obligation. I want you to do your own homework, but start your savings journey today with American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
So I was telling you, Stu, uh, about this family proclamation that came out in 1995. And the, everybody in my church was like, why are we talking about this? This is all obvious. And it's no longer obvious anymore. We solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God and the family is central to the creator's plan for eternal destiny of his children. All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is beloved spirit or daughter. Uh, each has a divine nature. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual, pre-mortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. I think we should start making lists like this. I think more people should. I think we all should do this so we can have something we can go back and go, wait a minute, when did that change? When did I stop believing that? Yeah. I, I'd like to come up with a list. The things that we know to be true. And the things that you're, sh- yeah, you're sure of, right? You know to be true. And like almost to change one is like an amendment process, right? Like if you, there, right. there might be something we find out we're wrong about and later on, but like it should be something that we notice. A lot of times I think people have these ideas and then over time they change like we were talking about with gender, right? Where everyone five years ago knew that men were men and women are women and now they've changed and they can't really identify why they've changed. If you had a statement of principles, what you actually believe sitting in front of you, you said, wow, Five years ago, I said, a man, a man, a woman, a woman, I want to change that now. Why? Why do I want to change that? What, what made me change right. my mind on that? Why was I wrong before? Why am I right now? People and, thinking those things out not, would be pretty helpful. And by not doing that, that leads you to places that are completely illogical even today. Oh, I want the man dressed as a woman to give a, a pole dance to my third grader in school and that's healthy no you you went off the path of right and wrong and what's true and what's not long before you got there maybe you should track it back the glenn back program